Hey everybody, this is Bevan. Uh, welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm very excited because my co-host Biscuit Reynolds is right here. Hi everybody. Um, oh, he hates it. He just doesn't, he doesn't like jarring. He's an elder cat now. Um, sorry for jarring you. Thanks for co-hosting my podcast, Biscuit Reynolds. I'm so glad you joined me home for the holidays. Um, today I wanted to talk about um, choosing not to go quote home for the holidays or how I would relanguage it after having experienced 44 Christmases, um, which is, I mean, to me, that's like my primary holiday, my organizing holiday. My birthday is Christmas Eve. I make no apologies. Like this is just who I am. I love uh, the Christmas season. I love glitter. I love Buddy the Elf. Like if Buddy the Elf wasn't an invention that came out in like 2000 what was that five 2004 something like that I would possibly consider that I am the love child of Buddy the Elf and Dolly Rebecca Parton you know um I just have this unfettered enthusiasm when I came out in 1998 I was thinking about it for so long I had been out to myself for three years and I came out and I was just like in love <laughs> I just fell in love with someone who at the time identified as a girl or woman or whatever, somewhere between <laughs> not still a girl, not yet a woman at that point, I think, because we were really young, 19 and 17. Oh, it was cute. Um, I was an RA at college. I was a junior in college and I was really dying to come out. And then I fell in love and I was like, at that point, there was no shame holding me back. It was just, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it just like Betty the Elf. Anyway, I love the holiday season and I really love the holidays. And also I come from an alcoholic family dynamic, which is incredibly toxic. And um, my mom doesn't, I hope my mom's not listening to this. My mom doesn't like it uh, when I talk about um, the emotional abuse dynamics in our family, but they were incredibly present, which I didn't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you know. And then the greatest gap in the world is a gap between knowing and doing. And I, as a person who just chooses to live a better and better life, choose to try to close that gap faster and faster. And I also give myself a lot of grace as an earth sign. Um, i Capricorn with a Virgo rising. Like I have a lot of earth in my sign and a lot of water. I have a Scorpio moon. So I have big feelings and um, my desire to change and capacity to change is slow and muddy right uh so i gotta have all the feelings about it i gotta experience it so i like to try to give myself uh human gestation time grace to do something you know like i know this thing and then i'm gonna do this thing in about nine months um it's typically the the most gentle cycle that i can engage in with myself but like having grace and self-compassion is the way forward for me like I heard a very successful person tell me once that you can't beat yourself up to success, but you can build yourself up to success. So that's kind of like how I've been working on my healing and my thought life. And if you want more on that stuff, my podcast is all about that. So it's really all about like creating a life that works for you because there are, I would say millions of ways to be a happy and successful adult. Um, I want to say billions, but I don't think that many people are engaged in experiencing their own unique way to be a happy, successful adult. I think most people are like, oh, I'm going to do what everyone says. I'm going to go graduate from high school, go to college, get a job, uh, work that job until I retire. And then I'm going to die and I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. And that's, you know, it's like the birthday song. Everyone knows how to sing it because it's just what we're taught. Right. 
Um, and then maybe the other way is like become a rock star or um, a sports person and make money that way. And you know what? Like talent-based wealth is very fickle. Um, I prefer character-based wealth. Um, anyway, that's a tangent. Um, all that to say, like, I think we grow up with these ideas of how the holidays are supposed to be in order to feel good and experience joy. And um, what I will say is the Christmas spirit. And I want to just also offer that, like, it's not to me, like, I'm a very Christian person, like, in a really non-Christian hegemony way. Like, I love Christ. Christ is, like, the way my heart moves and relates with other people. Um, but my predominant organizing energy with spirit is definitely divine feminine nature-based. And so I like to say I'm, like, a witch son. Um, a witch is, like, just a person who I think everyone can have their own definition of everything, just like queer means something different to everybody too. But I definitely think it's earth-based magic, connection, ritual, um, divine feminine, uh, all of that, right? Like I'm in, a, in relationship with all of the celestial objects and in relationship with astrology, which I believe is like a clock telling us like about our personalities and about um, the energy of today. You know, the moon affects the ocean and our bodies are like 80% water. You think the moon's not affecting the way you feel? Um, so anyway, your sun sign is like your main personality, right? Your moon sign is your emotional body. So um, I would say like, uh, for me, like in spirituality, like I'm like a Christian moon, you know what I mean? Like I strive to um, interact in a Christ led way. Um, but I think like Jesus has some really weird fans out there that I do not align with. So please do not assume I'm like any other Christian, you know, um, just the kind ones, the compassionate ones, the ones who just love people and want to connect with people and recognize that there are unique ways to express the Christ consciousness through every unique person. Um, one of my favorite Jesus quotes is better things than these you shall do or whatever that one where you're going to do it better than me. I'm just here as an example. That's to me, like how I relate to Jesus. So like, that's the moon sign. It's my energetic connection with other people. And then my rising sign, I would say is Jewish. My grandfather was Jewish. He escaped the Holocaust. Um, he was the only grandfather I knew on that side, but he did not provide genetic material for me. Uh, it was my grandmother's second husband, my beloved grandmother, Anise. Um, and so that plus like having almost married someone who was a Jew and like engaging in those traditions and rituals, I just love the way they promote questioning, um, and, uh, you know, all of those things, like there's so much, <laughs> there's so much to it that I enjoy, um, Shabbat dinners, the holidays, um, the rituals, the the calendar, right? Like they're like Gregorian calendar. No, thanks. Um, I'm also really getting into the wheel of the year. That's kind of informing the way I experience the year now. Um, sometime during the pandemic, I can't even tell you when, um, I started get, it was during one of my early microdose journeys. Um, and I started microdosing to help heal trauma, mental health stuff, um, experience the world better. Um, cause psychedelics kind of help you like rewire your brain. Like it helps create more neuroplasticity. Um, I had a lot of hardwired trauma and really working to like, I just feel like it's like fairies in your brain, like unplugging and replugging things. And so, um, my first 
cohort I did. Um, I have a great episode on um, those cohorts and that healing with Tamara, who is the leader of those cohorts. And I'm in another one right now, which I'm really excited to be in this container. Um, and in that container, one of the aha moments I had was that we are all genetically connected to Aboriginal woman, which is the first woman, meaning that every line of ancestry comes through you and is expressed through your bones. Um, and colonialism, colonization, the machine wants us to believe that like we have to be in a hurry and that we have to do things in this like stated way and like that being the same as everyone is uh, is is going to make us safe, right? Um, we're taught, we're raised to be safe, not brave. And in fact, being yourself in the world requires incredible bravery. Um, and a lot of what our families of origin do is just like, they're like the front line of the carceral system. They are like teaching us to be in, in this line and do this thing. And, um, and they need us to like be in line in order for them to feel safe because that's how they were oriented. It's like this kind of toxic thing. And when you see the effects of long-term colonization, in family lines, like you see where the origins of alcoholism come from. You know what I mean? Like if you are living in fear of these like redcoats coming and brutalizing your family for teaching kids how to read, because it was illegal to teach young Irish kids to read um, in a time that my ancestors experienced. One of my ancestors, I know this story, I love this story, is um, he was a hedge master, which meant that he, they would hide in the hedgerows in the stones and teach kids to read there because it was illegal um anyway kind of feel like a hedge master in this life just teaching people how to be free just feel free in your mind and body it's totally possible um nobody else is out there going to give you your freedom you really have to take it um a lot of people don't act like they're free at all um even though they may ostensibly have liberties you know what i mean anyway so we're getting there to alcoholic family dynamics and home for the holidays. So all that to say, I realized, oh, I have all this ancestral wisdom. Why don't I just start really tapping into that and like help that help me feel safe? Because really what I'm cultivating in this trauma healing process is the sense of safety that's inherent. Um, a lot of us have mother wounding, like wounding from moms who have toxic trauma conditioning, who are abusive, all of those things, right? And, um, and even without even meaning it, right? Like that's the thing that kind of breaks my heart every time I mention casually emotional abuse in our family and my mom is like taken aback by it because I know she doesn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like I love her and I appreciate our relationship and also the ways in which she's just talking and acting um, and expecting from people is just toxic conditioning and abusive conditioning that, and she doesn't know any better. We're all doing the best we can with the tools we have at the time, right? So but we have these mother wounds from these traumatized human mothers, right? But we also all have Mother Earth, the mother of us all, right? And so I've really been thinking a lot about that and like the ways in which the people that I'm from, right? Like I did I did my DNA test. Turns out I am 100% that bitch. And um, I was kind of lied to by my family of origin. Like I was told, oh, we're Irish and a little bit French. No, just Irish and Scottish. Nobody ever mentioned Scottish. It is literally 50-50 Irish and Scottish. It's not like it's 50 from one side or the other, but like it's 50-50 blended Irish and Scottish. So these are all Celtic people. So I've gotten really interested in my Celtic roots and like the ways in which the people whose bones, who, whose material created my bones, um, like honored the wheel of the year. And so there's all these incredible Celtic holidays um, that mark 
different times of the year and like different rhythms. Right. And like, um, we get into we're we're now tucking in like energetically. I also love that. I live in a place where, um, the weather is very similar to Scotland and Ireland. Um, I think that's really special that in this time in my life, I'm coming to these realizations while I'm in a place where I am honoring the wheel of the year in a similar environment. Although I have a space heater and my, <laughs> did not have a space heater nor did they have running water or like hot water in their house so I say a special gratitude every time I take a hot shower um I do cold water on the back of the neck first thing in the shower um for 10 to 30 seconds every day um as a way to settle my nervous system our amygdala is back there um and when you do that kind of it's you don't have to do fancy rich people cold plunges to get the same kind of effects just saying like um, I frequently take cold showers in the summer, but in the winter time I take warm showers, but I stand in the cold water for the first 10 to 30 seconds to just tell my nervous system that I'm okay and I can regulate myself. Um, and that's part of like connecting to mother earth as the mother of us all. Like that mother can regulate you and can love you unconditionally in a way that your human mother doesn't know how. And if you have a mother who can really un love you unconditionally, blessings to her, please lavish her. Um, I mean, lavish your mother however you want, but I will say that creating harmony in my relationship with my mother, which has been a lot of emotional work, has been one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life, my my top success in life. Um, so going home for the holidays, I, it's so interesting. I've had a bunch of friends recently um, talking about like choosing not to go to the home for the holidays this year. And um, for me, it's not like I ever set out to say, I'm not going home for the holidays anymore. But I moved away across the country for law school when I was 21 years old. And that made it really financially impossible to go home for the holidays unless like maybe one, maybe I would go home for Christmas a couple of years. Right. But by a certain point, once I was living and working in New York, um, I didn't go back to California for holidays hardly at all. And it just became very optional, which was great for me because I actually felt really emotionally unsafe with either of my parents and either side of my family. And so keeping a distance and not being there for the holidays, like the holidays can be really weird. Like I want to just call out the fact that a lot of people cannot be around their families without getting drunk. And that is a problem. Like if you can't do something without getting drunk first, consider why you can't do something without getting drunk first. Um, and as a person who has released alcohol from my life and now embraces cannabis, I love cannabis. <laughs> That's just like a truth teller. You know what I mean? It's just a way I can't, I can't use cannabis around people. I can't be honest with, and a lot of people can't handle my honesty, you know? And like, I think you can be authentic without being, um, without dumping everything. You know what I mean? You can really show up with your authentic self. I can talk to anybody for five minutes. I can talk to a lot of people for 20 minutes. I can talk to quite a few people for an hour, but like, as we extend the amount of time I spend with someone, it has to be someone I feel really comfortable with that I can feel really fully transparent with whether using cannabis or not. Right. But even in dating, as I've been dating, um, and like exploring what that's like for me at this stage in my life, like I don't use cannabis with people I'm dating until I feel very comfortable. And in fact, have not yet met someone I want to date that I want to use cannabis with, which is a pretty big tell. <laughs> how things are going. Um, but anyway, it's just, you know, being mindful about how you want to be and how you want to show up in your life and like what matters to the values that you have right now, because everything in life, this is a Joni Mitchell quote, everything in life is temporal. Right. And so like part of her work in therapy, it was her birthday yesterday. So I've been thinking a lot about, 
her and um, she's talked a lot about mental illness and being an artist, which as a person who is an artist and also experiences like what society calls mental illness. Um, but like, I honestly think like in America, the numbers are like 70% of Americans are dealing with mental illness. And I think the other 30% are just not aware that they are, in my opinion, like a sick society creates sick people. Um, and a lot of the ways in which I experience mental illness is really just me coming up against capitalism and the carceral system. Um, but sometimes you got to wrestle with your demons in order to have your angels. Right. And so like, um, I kind of like the way my brain works. I'm just trying to figure out how to live a life that feels like it's worth living for me, which is very out of the norm. Um, I also, uh, my teacher Leah Garza really calls to question the idea of normal entirely, um, because it's, it's just an idea to create a, create a conformity. Right. And like, you can belong no matter how weird you are. It just is about the people you're with and about the safety that you bring to that. I belong in every room I walk into. Um, it's a Miley Teal quote. I also want her, she has a recent podcast episode. It came out first week in November, 2023. Um, maybe it was Halloween, 2023, but it's about uncertainty. And that also talks about holidays and boundaries. Um, and financial boundaries too, about like really deciding how you want to show up. Like, do you want to spend money on gifts for people you don't even like? And why do you want to spend time with people you don't even like? We still have, we're in like year four of a viral airborne pandemic, you know, like, do you want to risk long-term death and disability because of uh, going to a thing you don't even want to go to? Um, anyway, she also suggests Googling Nedra Tawab's um, Home for the Holidays. Like she has some good boundary scripts that's available on the internet um she also has a great book called uh set boundaries find peace um i would also really recommend if you're like struggling with setting family boundaries um the book called boundaries um it's uh it's by two doctors i forget the names but they also have another book um called safe people which like both of those books were very exposing for me i had done recovery and al-anon for many years and that was really what helped me like create peace with my family and to create choices and options about how I showed up in the holidays like when I chose to come back and try to have those relationships with my family um I remember one time my mom barked at me at a Thanksgiving where I had been like driving all day to get there um like 12 hour driving day and like within an hour of being there my mom yelled at me and like in front of everybody it was really gross and I was very upset and I went into the bathroom with one of my little Al-Anon books <laughs> And I just read a couple of pages so that I could like come back to myself. Um, Cause really like we're like literally wired when we're in the womb to our mother's nervous system. Like it's incredibly um, triggering for me. Sometimes I will say this now, like having lived near my mom, a little exposure therapy and doing a lot of work and cold water in the back of the neck, a lot of work on that. My mom doesn't trigger me the way she once did, but like, um, when my mom's heart rate gets elevated, when she gets frustrated it, to me, is like, almost like I want to go, you know, cause like how I keep myself safe is just to get out of the situation. Um, and the other day, actually, I almost left because <laughs> she was frustrated about something and yelling at me when it had nothing to do with me. Um, and it wasn't about me. It was about her frustration, but it's like, she doesn't know how to we're all doing the best we can with what we have. And she just isn't uh, able to like kind of process and speak lovingly to the people she loves. 
Um, I grew up believing criticism was love and wow, that was a hard right turn to take. Like, it's like moving an ocean. All healing is like turning an ocean liner in the middle of the ocean. You don't just flip a U. It's like a long turnaround and then you're going back the other way. So I've learned people, it's, it's poor honey on your words. You know what I mean? Like that is another thing I learned from my league teal is like, just pour honey on your words. Like remember how you speak and the love that you want to express, allow it to, to express through you. The book, how to win friends and influence people is also incredible with teaching you how to connect with people and how to actually show people that you really care for them. I wish that book was called how to shave off your rough parts so that people you love know you love them. Um, so Breaking generational curses by caring about how I sound and the tone with which I speak um, to my people that I love. Um, so holidays, I would say first and foremost, figure out your time boundaries. Um, if you want to go home for the holidays, but it's a struggle for you, set a boundary, set a timeline. I'm going to be there for two hours. This is, what's the best time for me to be there for you? That's you can give people choices like a toddler's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Make them feel some agency in it, like. You know, you don't have to negotiate your boundaries with anybody and a full no, don't go home for the holidays if you don't want to is fine. And you don't even have to explain why um, your parents may be really confused and like demand or whatever. Um, I find, I mean, first of all, I, I love the liberation in no is a complete sentence, but I also find being brutally honest with people shuts them up. And so I feel really unsafe when people start drinking and carousing. Or I feel really triggered when, and like, just fill in the blank. People can't handle the the truth. It's like most of the toxic stuff in society is just because people are scared of the actual truth because they were not raised to be, they were raised to stay safe, which means controlling other people and the way they talk to them. Um, they were not raised to be brave. And that is um, a shame because with when you can be brave, you can really risk a lot of cool things and like make a really great life that is worth living for you. Um, so I would say like, remember that no is a complete sentence. Um, and you can curate whatever jolly holiday you want. I've had so many interesting holidays because I don't always go home for the holidays. I kind of love living down the street for my mom for many reasons, including how chill my holidays are. Like we have a really small family. It's just me, mom and Pat, you know, and like my lesbian aunties who come over for the holidays. It's nice. I love it. I actually love spending holidays at home now. Um, I did not before. Um, but I really like also, I did a great episode, my own assessment of my own podcast episode. Um, it's like probably November, 2021 or 2022, where I talked about holiday grieving um, and all the grief I feel around the holidays, because I think a lot of times I had this expectation of what my life was going to look like by a certain time. And I will say, I have experienced 44 revolutions around the sun. I'm still not having the Christmas I thought I was going to have, but I'm always having the Christmas I am having. And like, I think the more, the more loss I experience in my life, like the people who depart the earth plane, who I don't get to spend the holidays with and don't get to connect with, even if it's just sending a card, even if it's just like a phone call or a text emoji, I love sending a text emoji on a holiday. Um, like, even if that is all we had, once they're off the earth plane, they're off the earth plane. So, you know, like, that's why I love holidays like Day of the Dead, um, where we get to really like the veil is thin, we get to connect to our loved ones. But also, I don't think it's just a day. I think it's 24 seven. Once someone departs the earth plane, they're closer than our breath. Um, but every time that happens, the more loss I experience, the more gratitude I have for the present moment that I get to live in. And like, whatever that's looking like this year, right? And knowing that the holidays 
aren't going to be the same from year to year. And I think like in some ways, like I I started this episode to talk about boundaries with family, but it's also boundaries with ourselves and like how we're going to experience our thought life. Like, are we going to get tied up in the thought loops of like, this is how I want the holidays to look like, or are we going to allow what the holidays are and prioritize what intentions we want to put behind how we want to celebrate the holidays? I don't always send cards every year. I frequently intend to send cards every year. Many years I have sent my holiday cards in February or March. And you know what? It's always a good time to tell someone you love them. And I think I'm like, you know, Christmas Eve baby. I feel like Christmas cheer is all year round, but this is my season. You know what I mean? Like I think September is Christmas junior and the holidays really start as soon as the Amanita mushrooms, the little mushrooms with the little red tops with the white speckles they come in different colors the ones that grow in my forest are orange because that's what the color of the leaves that fall around them are um and it's so amazing how nature mimics each other it's really cool as you like watch this unfold um and originally santa the idea of santa came from shamans um in europe and asia who uh, were taking the amanita mushrooms and drying them on trees and then delivering them to people through their chimneys because of the snowpack. So they would have to, the only entrance was through the chimney and then they would come in and they would deliver them magic mushrooms. They're not psilocybin. It's a different type of psychoactive mushroom. Um, and they deliver them and the gifts that they would receive were the um, awarenesses they would get from the truth of the plant medicine. I love that. That to me has, has, that has told me that the Christmas season really starts as soon as the Amanitas are, are fruiting and they're fruiting in my forest. So in October and I've been dehydrating them. So anyway, um, I love it. I love all of the lore around it. I love like the pagan roots of the Christmas holiday. I love Yule. I love the wheel of the year. I love solstice. Um, I love, the way in which everyone lights things up. I like to do lights. Um, I think, oh God, and I appreciate this. Seriously, I have so much gratitude for the people who do a big holiday light display. And also I'm looking at you too, my Halloween holiday light people too. That's also a holiday. And thank you for your cheer. I think anything we do to brighten up the world to me just makes my heart smile. And I'm glad for the people who choose to create art because art and music are really how we're getting through these times. Like the world feels like it's collapsing around us. Like it all feels so bonkers. Like, um, I talked about this in my, a uh, couple of solo podcasts ago about my faith in other people, <laughs> but I will say something that raises my faith in other people is public art displays like holiday lights and I enjoy them. So I take a lot of intentional time during the holiday season to go and experience lights. Um, one of the best holiday light displays that I've seen outside of Dollywood, which is my favorite place on earth is literally right down the street for me. Like it's this, the reservation whose land, whose stolen land I live on. Um, they have a beautiful holiday light display that I just love to drive through. It's so soothing to me to just see it. Um, I love holiday light viewing with hot cocoa. It's something I ask my mom to do for me every year on my birthday is like, I want dinner. I want, um, she makes a great chocolate cake. It's a new tradition. It's something she only started like four years ago and great. I mean, if my mom, here's the thing, if my mom ever offers to make you a chocolate cake, say yes. Um, so I like to have that. I like to go on a drive um, to look at the holiday lights. Like I try to keep it simple on my birthday. Um, if my birthday were a regular day, I think I would be a little bit, I would go a little harder, 
but I kind of like to see my birthday as a season because I also understand people have the holidays and they're busy, right? So I try to like make sure there's a few moments of delight on my actual birthday, but I actually do kind of get overwhelmed with a lot of stuff all at once. So I actually, you know, it's better for me <laughs> to have a birthday that I parcel out and just start celebrating. I've already received a birthday present this year. I got a new uh, Oracle deck for my friend, Manda. Thank you. Um, actually two birthday presents. Um, anyway, so how blessed am I? I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. Um, what else? Okay. So if you're going to go home for the holidays and it's hard, um, bring with you like literature, right? Like, so I was in the Al-Anon recovery program and they said, bring a book with you. They have little ones too, like not just big books, but little books. Um, so bring something that can kind of help bring you peace somewhere. Um, feel free to say no, feel free to set time boundaries. Uh, feel free to take a walk. Oh my goodness. Why don't people take more walks? Like walking is really good for you. It's really good to get outside. It's a great um, palate cleanser. It's good to do if you're overindulging too, like with food, um, just to give some movement to your body for your digestive system to work. It's also better to eat outside. This is a fun thing I did. Um, when I would come to my family in Southern California for a holiday, uh, when I was living on the East Coast, uh, me and the other East Coast family were like, can we please eat outside? It's Southern California. Like, and they'd be like, oh, it's cold. And we'd be like, no, it's not. It's really nice. And eating outside, I've learned, is really good for your digestion. You want flowing air. You want to breathe a lot while you're eating. Uh, we rush through life and it's not good for our bodies. And we treat, we override the signals from our bodies like again and again. Um, okay. What else about the holidays did I want to share? Um, oh, making a special day for yourself. If you're by yourself, oh, my friend Mindy, who's been on this podcast before, does such good holiday treatment for herself. Like, um, she watches lots of movies that are important to her. For me, movies are a big part of the holiday season. Like, um, you know, I have the ones that I always want to watch. Elf, Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite. Um, I like Family Stone. That one's a really good one. Um, Noel. Uh, oh, that's a great one. That's on Disney Plus. Oof such a good movie. Um, it made me sob the first time I saw it. It's funny. And it made me sob at the end. Um, so anyway, watch some good movies that, that you enjoy, curate your day, get intentional about it, about it. You know what I mean? Like any day can be a depressed day, you know, <laughs> like the holidays are just special. They just have more expectations, more traditions, more grief around them. You know what I mean? But like, you can always create your own traditions. Traditions don't take very long to like get moving, right? Like the, the chocolate cake was an excellent choice. I'm really glad I asked for that chocolate cake that one year. And now it's a thing every year. That's a tradition, right? Like, um, and creating traditions. I do some traditions with myself that make me feel good. They don't necessarily have to be on the holiday, but around in the holiday season. Um, I also will put up my tree whenever I feel it's ready to go. My tree was up on November 1st this year. It was just time. Um, and yeah, just making those choices because you are an autonomous adult and you get to create the life of your dreams, right? Like we are really raised again by parents who are the front line of the carceral system to believe that we have very limited choices, but in fact, we have infinite choices. And, um, when you have liberties to make those choices and you choose to curate the best feeling life that you possibly can, that is when you are a magnet for good. And that is when you are creating more good experiences. And I will also say, I love gratitude. Gratitude is a really good energy, especially this time of year. I do not like genocidal holidays. Um, and so I myself am not participating in Thanksgiving, like from a political perspective. I just, I, I just didn't know. No, no, we're not celebrating colonization um, in this heart, in this family, but I will celebrate 
meals with friends who I love. Um, I will celebrate feasting because it's Sagittarius season and Sagittarius is a season for feasting. It is truly feast energy. Um, and also humans have been feasting together and convening and, and returning home uh, for millennia, right? Always. So like that's worthy of celebration, right? In and of itself. We don't need to like think about pilgrims and Native Americans being colonized. Like that is a weird story that was totally made up. Um, and, you know, land back, you know what I mean? I don't think real property should exist. That's also a thing. I used to be a real estate lawyer and now I do not think that real, real estate should exist. I, I just think it's because of white guys with guns came and bullied people and stole the land and then started selling it. And so we're going to participate in a system that supports that. Anyway, any real property that I own at my death is going to be returned to indigenous leadership. Um, make America old growth forest and indigenous leadership again is the way I go. So I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but I will have a nice meal with people I love and I will express gratitude all month long. I'll, I express gratitude every day, twice a day as a discipline, but also express gratitude in general. So all that to say, you get to choose what you want to do with your holidays. Um, I hope this helps. I hope these are some good tools to help you. I hope um, if you are struggling with boundaries, you will read some of those books. Remember boundaries and safe people are written by the two same people. Um, and then of course, Nedra Chawab's uh, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Uh, those are really great books for just the boundaries one-on-one. Um, and also you deserve to create the container of the life that you want to live. And boundaries are, you don't set boundaries with people you don't want to have a relationship with. And if people are going to be mean or weird about your boundaries, then that's them missing out on you. And that's one of the most sacred things I've learned is like, oh, I'm feeling bad for the people who are missing out on me because they can't meet my boundaries. And that's a shame, but that's their shame not yours. Um, remember guilt is, uh, regret about your actions. Shame is you feeling bad about a person, uh, or about yourself as a person. And shame is taught to us. Shame is not a real emotion. It's a masking emotion. So anytime you're feeling shame, there's something under that. Sometimes shame for me is ex feeling exposed. Like, Oh, I actually feel really exposed. Like I feel like, Oh, this is new and I don't feel safe around this. Um, and that's when you want to take that and go to a safe, trusted place like a therapist or a 12-step group or close friends who you know won't judge you. Um, but really, I, I'm a big advocate for everybody needs therapy. Please get therapy. So <laughs> anyway, just say, it's helped me. I can't, I could not have this quality of life, this quality of mental experience without all of the support in my life. And so anyway. Thank you. And by the way, speaking of support, the best way to support this podcast is through my Patreon page, patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. If you've ever been called too much, too fat, or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. I'm really excited. We're going to do some fun things this winter um, to just like create community. And it's a really wonderful community, very supportive. Um, and uh, to move our bodies, I'm going to do some mindful meditation movement um, classes. And I have a really cool on-demand library um, for folks uh, who are at that level of Patreon support. Thank you so much to everyone who supports, but also support my podcast by telling people about it. Like I can't afford advertising at this time. So please spread the word, send a text message to someone saying, Hey, I think this podcast might help you or Hey, you might like this chick Bevan or whatever. Use your words. <laughs> 
But from me and Biscuit Reynolds, the heart of the Olympic Peninsula in so-called Washington State, I can see Canada on a clear day. Um, I'm sending just so much holiday cheer from my heart to yours, knowing that there's no wrong way to have a holiday. There's no wrong way to experience life as you, as long as you're doing it in alignment with who you really are. And I love you. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody.